Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs, I Michael Thompson talking. The phenomenal AJ Styles. Jerry Rose. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. Six times for the kids like me who got ADHD. Just to need a couple horses. Double homicide, kill the beat, and a verse. Everybody living on the surface. But we came from the underground. Yeah, we deserve what's beef. Beef is when you murder motherfuckers on the beat. Kill them all, kill them all. Nah, nah, what's beef? And we're live on Sportscast Radio. I am uh, your host, Jordan Jiskra. I'm joined by our good friend, Elijah McNeil. Elijah, we're uh, we're running smooth tonight, man. We showed up early to the pre-show. Uh, both of our mics are working. I think you're there right now. Is that right? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, man. This is amazing. How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there. I'm a little tired, right. but uh, I'm good. Speaking of tired, I... Uh, <laughs> Yesterday I went to the gym and uh, I tried a pre-workout for the first time. Now, uh I'm uh, I've cut out the caffeine, so I got a caffeine-free pre-workout, so I'm like, mm, what's this really going to do?" So I, I look at the directions and it's like, "All right, take this 30 minutes to 40 minutes before uh before you go work out." So I chug my glass and I start getting my gear on and get ready to go to the gym. And out of nowhere, my skin starts tingling, and I'm like, "What is going on?" <laughs> and I, I felt like I was Did developing four. <laughs> no, it was like pump fuel or something like that. Uh, okay. But, uh, but yeah, it uh, it got me for the first time, man. And uh, at first, I was like, "I don't know how I feel about this stuff." And then after I finished my workout, I was like, "All right, I was that wasn't so bad actually, and no more no more tingling. Uh, it, was, it was pretty good." I'm trying to get uh, Elijah. The tingling is. Full. Yeah, right. Uh, the tingling is uh, the ting- tingling is what you call a beta al- beta alanine. That's what makes you tingle. Like uh. you get it like all up in your face. Like I feel it the most like in my face. So, when so I what take does that it. actually do? I don't know what the beta alanine does for sure, <laughs> but essentially, essentially, what a pre workout is supposed to do is it's supposed to get, like, have you give you more energy and it's supposed to get your blood flowing so you're more, like, vascular for your okay. workouts. So you're, like, it just kind of gets you going. It gets you pumped up, too. Like, if you notice, probably when you take it, you probably felt like your muscles were sticking out a little bit and you probably had a little pump. That's what yeah. that's what they do. Yeah, I actually, I just I just literally got my Google my Google on. And uh, it says it's a non-essential amino acid that produces a na- produced naturally in the body. However, it aids in the production of cornisone, and that's the compound that plays a role in muscles endurance in high-intensity exercise. So that explains why I was going about about 97 rounds with the bag yesterday instead of uh, the normal, like, six. And then, um, yeah, that's what's up. Nice. Yeah, it, tri- it tripped me out a little bit, though, with that, the, uh, but, yeah, the, the, the tingly, man, that tingly got me. Um, yeah, I'm Jack, man. I'm Jack to be on tonight. Uh, obviously, we had a little hiatus there. Um, even with the long month of February being a, a leap year, we get that extra day in there. Um, we we missed some shows, but uh, we're back with you. Um, 
speaking of going uh, rounds with the bag, um, Wilder Fury 2 went down. Uh, what are your thoughts, buddy? Like, uh, seventh round, Wilder goes down. Um, we'll get into the absurdity of the comments, but let's just go match first before we talk about the aftermath. Uh, did you get a chance to finally see it? I did, yes. Uh, I was surprised that Fury actually was like really stayed true to his, you know, I'm going to go after Wilder and I'm not going to box this time and I'm going to try and knock him out and go after him. And he did. And he did a really good job of it. <laughs> I was yeah. uh, surprised. He was he yeah. was being a little rough. He did have like some roughhouse tactics in there, but I mean, it's heavyweight fighters. They kind of seem to do that a lot. And yeah, he just he had a really he had a really good game plan. A game plan that probably not a lot of people expected him to use because he was so close to beating him last time when he fought a totally different fight. So yeah, it was uh, it was it was interesting. I I wish it would have been a little fun, but it was still an interesting watch. It was still good. Yeah, I uh, my my takeaways from it. I mean, obviously, you know, I think maybe Wilder might have gotten one round, maybe, but like, uh, but Fury came out, did what he said he was gonna did, uh, did what he said he was gonna do. He definitely bullied him. Wilder, uh, you know, came in solid as far as like size goes. Fury came in a little uh, a little heavier than the previous fight, and um, but he used it and he used it str- he used it smartly. I um, as a Wilder fan, I was I was getting perturbed when I was watching the fight. You know, when I see him, you know, when you talk about the, kind of the roughhouse tactics, like I said, he was putting him in some some headlocks there, and and he was kind of wrenching a little bit. I'm not going to say he was you know going full on ham, but he was definitely giving some extra torque on some of those uh, uh, you know headlocks when they were getting tied up there. But, um, you know, I'm not going to say it was aggressively dirty, but I, I respect the point getting taken away, and obviously the ref was aware of it too, so so it's one of those things. But, yeah, Wilder got bullied in the fight, man, and and, 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 and though I do, I do think he landed some good shots um, sporadically, few and far in between, you know what I mean? And we all know it only takes one from Wilder. I mean, that, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, he, he definitely landed a few. Um, I know you and I briefly discussed it, and you said, you know, sometimes the face doesn't always tell the story uh, of some fighters. They bruise easy, et cetera. But, you know, I, I think I think if you asked Fury if he took some shots, I think I think he would he would probably say, yeah, I, I took a couple. <laughs> um, yeah. It, uh, but, yeah, all in all, honestly, I thought it was, despite all that, I still thought it was a solid fight. It was entertaining. Um, the undercard was surprisingly good. Did you get to take a peek at any of those undercard matches? Um. I did. I'm just trying to remember what some of them were, just because it was a while ago. Uh, well, Refresh uh, my memory. See, did you see? Did you see the Slender Man? Yeah, I did not see that fight. I heard. Uh, I, I heard it wasn't his best performance, but it, it was not. But it was. Uh, it was again another entertaining fight, man. Like uh, that undercard, it, it surprised me. I think it was like Navarro or something like that, or Navarrete. Um, in the in the match before also definitely uh some super entertaining stuff just a lot of throwing man i mean it was it was good um gerald washington uh you know got in the ring and uh, and got knocked out uh obviously we got to yep. see him at the uh, the armory in a different fashion but um but yeah the, the the but the main event was where it was at obviously you didn't need anything extra because you had wilder and fury um 
headlining and you didn't really need to sell any extras. I mean, you had, they actually, uh, they, they set the record for the heavyweight fight uh, in Vegas as far as uh, taking on the gate goes. So, so yeah. obviously it's a, it's a, it's a marketable fight. Um, I was honestly, I mean, even, even being in, in uh, Vegas for, um, you know, Canelo and, uh, and, and Golovkin, you know, there is, uh, there's still a good British presence. They're obviously savvy fight fans. They like being there. So I, you know, yeah. it, it was almost, almost interesting to hear how many people were actually backing Fury at the, uh, at the MGM Grand. Uh, was that something that caught you uh, off guard at all? No, I just, cause I think Fury, Fury's winning, Fury kind of won over a lot of American people too, and British fight fans travel well, mm-hmm. so, I mean, like, even when Floyd Mayweather fought Ricky Hatton in Vegas, like, it was a pro Ricky Hatton crowd in Vegas, so, and it's it's been like that for a lot of, like, British fighters, so, no, it doesn't surprise me at all, and then, like I said, also, too, I feel like Fury is, these past couple of fights has kind of won, won over some American fans as well, so. Um, let's get to the aftermath, and, and I think it's taken a little bit out of context. Though I think it's a cheesy reach to say that his 40-pound um, gear took some out of his legs, I don't think that it's necessarily a... Um, I think that it sounds very excusey, but he still bigged him up in the interview. He said, Fury got me. He was the better man at the end of the day, and he beat me. Do you think that the the costume comment is a, um, is a little... Um, do you think it's something that's overblown by the media? Do you think that it's a poor, a poor excuse overall? Um, I mean... He still had, I mean, here's the thing is, hypothetically, if, you, if you're rocking a 50-pound weight vest while you're waiting for your two-and-a-half-minute walk-in, eh, I could see it taking a little effect on you, you know what I mean? I don't like walking around yeah. with extra weights when I'm in the gym. I, I mean, pro athlete or not, you know what I mean? You're, you're, yeah. if, you're, if somebody tells you to hold that for three minutes, you know, that, that's, 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 gonna, that's going to have an effect. But do you feel like, yeah. do you feel like the, the overall, the quote-unquote controversy of that comment, is overblown, especially given the fact that if you really read the interviews and, and, and such, he, he's given Fury the the, uh, the nod the entire time? I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I think the comment was kind of lame. like, But it doesn't bother me, and I think the media is kind of like drumming it up way too much. Like, what do you expect, though, the guy to do? Like, he's... Wilder does kind of have an ego. He just lost his his first fight. There's a lot of like trash talk between him and Fury, and I mean he's human. Like, what do you what do you expect him to say? Like, he's he just suffered his first loss. He's probably pretty pretty pissed off and bummed out about it, and he's probably looking for ways to make himself feel better about about losing the fight. So it doesn't surprise me. And I think it's being like overblown. Would I have done it? Probably not. But cause I mean, like, honestly, if he wanted 
to use the excuse of why his legs were wobbly. He probably should have used the excuse about him getting, like, smacked in the ear and his eardrum being all messed up and bleeding out of his ear. That's probably what really threw his legs off, honestly. Yeah. Well, it turns out that was just a, a cut on the ear. He did get seven stitches. Okay. Um, now, now that's that's going to be my next question. When it comes down to the the damage that he took and, and the shots that he was taking, um, you know, do do we um, do we fault his corner for for throwing in the towel? Would you rather he he said he wanted to go out on his go down on his shield if he's going to go down? Do you do you think? Uh, I mean, obviously, we we know he's a he, we know he's a warrior. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's no yeah. ifs ands or buts about it. If if anybody if anybody flat out says Deontay Wilder is uh, let's be honest, for lack of a better term, a pussy. Um, you know what I mean? I I I think they would be absolutely mistaken. Um, yeah. I I think that would be the case. I respect him for saying that he would want to go down on his shield. You know, he would like to be, you yeah. know, if, he, if he's going to get, if he's going to get beat, he wants to get beat because he got beat. However, I, I gotta say, man, I, I like the corner man, you know, throwing it in there and, and, and saying, Hey, we got to protect our guy, you know, live to fight another yeah. day. You hear, you hear it over and over and over um, in boxing in particular. Um, especially coming off of last year where I believe there was, uh, what, two or three fight deaths altogether. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know it, it's, I respect the corner, man. You know, and, 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 and I, think, I think Wilder's disappointment, he's expressed it also, you know, his understanding, but at the same time, man, he, you know, his job is to protect you in there. And, and yeah. I, think, I think his corner man did the right thing. Do, do, you, do you see... Uh, what would you do, or what would you? What do you feel as far as the the right move? I mean, he was he was done. I mean, his legs were gone at that time, and he wasn't really throwing a ton, and he was just kind of taking a beating. Like, it's not like this is this is his last fight, you know, or he's like like on his last like chance to get a, another championship fight. You know, it's like. It's it's I would have I would have thrown in the towel. There was no need to, for that fight to continue on, and you would be doing him a disservice if you just kind of let let him continue getting beat up. Especially with the fact, like I said, he had no legs left, and he just didn't look like he could put up a fight anymore. So that takes us to the next step. Uh, he had the thirty days to respond and, and get a, uh, for the clause for the rematch. Um, obviously exercised it, and here we are now. They've already announced essentially that, uh, or at least Bob Arum says, you know, we want to do it in uh, in Vegas again. Uh, do you think uh, do you think Vegas is the right move, or are you surprised at Vegas being the the site again? That it's not uh, that we don't see Wilder going overseas to England, um, to really. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised because you'd think that since Wilder, since Fury won this fight convincingly, he would have been like, nah, we're going to fight on my terms now. And I'm going to make you travel across the pond to come fight me in my backyard since we've already done it in your backyard twice. So, yeah, it does surprise me, but kudos to to Fury for just taking it, I guess. 
Yeah, you know, I um I I agree with you, man. I, I thought it'd I thought it'd be in the backyard too. I, I like here's the thing about that that fighter, that the concept of that also I really I would like uh you know, I would have liked it to be in England to be honest. Um I would like and and, 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 and nothing would have made me happier than you know, the ultimate drama with, with perhaps Deontay Wilder getting in there and, and taking Fury out, you know, on his home, on his home turf. And then, uh, yeah. you know, maybe, and, and then having, you know, if it's in, if it's in England, Joshua's got to be there, you know what I mean? Then, then becomes mm-hmm. the ultimate call out on his turf, like planting the flag like that. That's you, you, you can't, you can't build that drama. You can't, you know, and now that that's, that's kind of taken away as far as an opportunity goes, or even if Fury wins again, you know, Joshua was there. They're in the motherland, you know, and uh, and he says, "All right, let's let's do it for England, you know. Let's do it for do it for the UK, you know. Let's let's make this happen. Let's let's unify. Let's make it, you know. Somebody's somebody's got to win." And, yeah. uh, and you know, I I, I I think there's a missed opportunity for both those things to happen with it happening in Vegas. Because I don't yeah. see Joshua traveling to Vegas for this fight. You know, I don't. See, Eddie yeah. Hearn might be there, but that's just because, you know, you turn on the lights and you're going to see some cockroaches scatter. I guess that's just what it is. But, <laughs> but, um, but I'm just saying, like, it, I, you know, I, I just, I can't, I can't fathom it. Um, but yeah, th- there's a lot of built up drama around the, the match for this one. The third one. Obviously, it's going to be the at this point it's going to be the best one, right? Because the draw, people can say it's quote unquote controversial. Um, you know, me and Ryan agreed on the card as far as it goes. He needed the knockdown. Um, obviously, the judges agreed, so I, I, you know, it could have been wrong or it could have been whatever. But the knockdown, you know, the the loss, the second fight, it's uh, no doubts about it. You know what I mean? Wild yeah. loss. Fury was the better man. I really wish I didn't have to listen to him sing whatever song that was again. But um, what song uh, was he singing? I, I I can't even I can't even remember. It, it, it was some like like '90s love ballad or something like that. I or, like uh, if t- like I got now now I got to Google that too. Things. Uh, oh no, he's saying he's saying American Pie. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. And I'm like I'm like okay, all right. I get you. You know like. I, and I actually in my head while while I was while I was watching this occur at Ryan's actually I, I'm thinking, what kind of asshole sings American Pie? Like, if you go to karaoke, all right. If you go to karaoke, are you going to choose a nine minute song? <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Like, like it's a it's like it's like seven and a half minutes. Yeah. No, I don't want to hear Tyson Fury singing for seven and a half minutes. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to hear Tyson Fury singing for seven and a half minutes, and I don't want to hear flipping Manny Pacquiao singing for seven and a half seconds. Okay? <laughs> like, like I, just, I, like I don't know what's going on here when he's in the ring singing these songs. He did the Sweet Caroline thing, or, or no, he did. I, I think one time he did. I don't want to miss thing. Like, I'm waiting for this dude to cut an album just so I can boo it. Like, I, 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 I just can't. That, like, that's another reason why I'm low key. I just can't get behind him, man. Like I, Fury, I want, I want to say, all right, you're, you're. Uh, he just, uh, he just tweaks me, man. Uh, maybe that's, maybe that's why I'm on the opposition because people that, people that like him, like him. You know what I mean? That, that, that dig his shtick. Yeah. I don't dig his shtick. You know. Yeah. So, I don't know. The third one's gonna happen. 
they're saying July. Happy birthday to us. And um and yeah, I'm you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's a again, the fight was not a bad fight. For for seven rounds, you saw some heavy slugging, you saw you know what I mean? You you saw, you know, uh uh Deontay Wilder look like a, a freshly born deer uh on his feet. And um and it was entertaining. It was good. Uh, you know, you got the, the, the pre-hype, the post-hype. These guys, these guys know how to sell a fight. I'm already yeah. sold on the third one. All right? I, I'm, not even, I'm not, honestly not even worried about Tyson uh, Fury, Deontay Wilder fatigue. Because at the rate they're going, like, and God forbid Wilder does win convincingly. And, and let's, say, let's say he does it in the same fashion, seven rounds. Let's say it happens. And then it could happen again. I mean, you know, you could, I could watch these guys, like, if it's a, if it's a new style of fight because Fury brought something different this time, and Wilder was a little a little more contained despite the legs things. You know he wasn't swinging wildly like he was trying to trying to get in there and and, and box with him. Um, you know he wasn't just trying to load up that right like pre like the previous fight where he was definitely trying to get it. But yeah, I I this these, these fighters sell itself. It's, it's fantastic. Um, speaking of fighters selling fights. Uh, nobody is more synonymous with uh, with that than Floyd Money Mayweather. Uh, have you heard the recent uh, rumors of uh, Khabib and Floyd? I haven't heard the recent rumors. I heard like it's kind of seems like it's been kind of rumored for a while. They've been kind of talking about it happening, or like so, Khabib kind of started the whole call out thing. Like a so couple of years ago or something, I think. Yeah. And then so it, it's kind of always sort of just been kind of looming, or kind of like in the news, like oh this could happen. Well, you know, there's 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 rumors that uh, um that there's been uh, you know some some money from the uh, from the Saudi country uh, floating about uh, to get them to have the match, and. Uh, Obviously, Mayweather wants to be a boxing match. Hey, let me let me say, what, what's up with the Saudis and like putting on these dumb, like like these terrible, like like it's like WWE. They just love the like the terrible, like the big names, even though they're like terrible. Like I swear, man, the, those Saudis, they would like make a big. They would make a big production out of Mike Tyson versus Lennox Lewis. They'd like let's see that fight. Let's see that fight oh, right now. Oh man, it's crazy. It's funny you say that. I just watched the. Uh, I don't want to hijack this too far, but uh, I just watched the the. I'll, we'll talk about it maybe after this. The Tyson uh, podcast with uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, and. Um, Gets deep, man. Tyson, man, yeah. he gets in his fields. And uh, but but that being said, uh, yeah, I, I agree. The, the the Saudis tend to right now they, they like to get. Um, I want them call them. I, I I say almost freak show appeal in regards to some of these fights. I mean, um, I'm still kind of confused and miffed that Ruiz and um, and Joshua was the big fight that happened there so far. You know what I mean? Like that one doesn't. Yeah. You know, like, but again. 
the zone and and again when I said turn on the lights and there's you know there's there's cockroaches like Eddie Hearn was behind that one too so I mean I I don't know but um but yeah so so Khabib essentially said you know well maybe we do a, a weird mixed fight where uh you know it's uh eight rounds of box I think I can't remember what he said it was like eight rounds of boxing and then uh and then you know uh two uh, two rounds of MMA or something like that it was something weird but uh it, it I first of all I I I I balk at the idea of any sort of fight with mixed rules you're either going to yeah. do one or the other okay like that's mm-hmm. that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life but yeah the money is real like if if they're going to put up a hundred million just to host the fight. I mean, how much do you think, how much, how much do you think Mayweather leaves? If, I mean, for, for a check, if, if this, let's say it just goes down as a boxing match, how much does Mayweather clear? Because people are going to purchase it. Ryan's going to, I, I guarantee you, I'll be over there with, with 20 bucks in hand saying, take my money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, God, I just, I don't want it to happen. And here, it's going to make money, why, though. Here's why, and here's why it could happen. Because you have the guy that beat McGregor's ass in the octagon against the, the guy that, by and large, beat his ass in the ring. Yeah. And 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 that's, what's got, that's what you got. I mean, at this point... Again, you want to, you want to sell more than what you do is you get you get uh, you, you get him in the press conference with him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You you want you want people to really talk about it, but but that's that's what it is, right? I mean that's that's what it is. I I, I still everyone's saying you know Floyd Floyd might sneak in do a MMA fight. Floyd's not going to do an MMA fight. I don't see I don't see any way shape or especially like against that Khabib because Khabib yeah, oh, would yeah. like Khabib would. Probably take him down in like ten, and like the fight. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, if that, I mean that that fight, like May- Mayweather would be that, that just it just doesn't even make any sense uh, any way, shape, or form. It just doesn't it doesn't work. It's um. It's almost kind of otherworldly to even think of this even happening. And, and again, you know, um, uh, apparently he's been offered to face. Yeah, the, the, the Saudi money was, uh, uh, it was supposed to be a boxing match for $100 million is what it says. So, I, I, again, if, uh, if it happens, I mean, that would be, be pretty interesting. Obviously, the the Saudis just had their what second or third super showdown. I get what was the first one, like the the, the greatest Royal Rumble, um, you know, and uh, and again, like, like Ryan, uh, not Ryan, like Elijah said, it's they, there's definitely no shame in throwing money at these uh, weird these weird fights. Um, when it comes to UFC, obviously, if 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 anything, I mean, granted, the fight against Cowboy didn't really show anything um, special. Um, but, uh, Mayweather, Khabib, obviously has to be, you know, has to happen again at some point. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're certainly, um, expecting a rematch of that caliber at some point, it, whether or not Mayweather or not Mayweather, whether or not, um, McGregor is up for it. Um, 
in the field of things. It will be only time to tell. Um, so it's definitely, definitely a thing. Uh, I would like to see. I would like to see that one happen. Realistically, I would like to see either one happen. I'd be, I'd be cool seeing, um, seeing Khabib in a uh, in a boxing match. Uh, you know, as far as the the grand striking of it goes, um, and we'll we'll see what happens from there. Uh, in regards to that podcast, it was fantastic. Um, Hot boxing with Tyson is definitely a fun uh, a fun show. Um, again, Sugar really led her down there, and it really brought out you know you really want to see someone with a love of the sport of combat sports um, in the grand scheme of it and the respect for it. Tyson has it, and especially when he looks at somebody like um, like Leonard, who is you know, one of his forefathers, so to speak. He's one of the boxers that he got to watch um, prior to becoming the champion that he did. A um, couple great moments where he talks about, um, you know, watching Leonard slip punches and then, um, you know, Leonard, Leonard talking about the fights um, that, uh, that mattered to him. And, uh, and it was just really cool when you see guys, uh, again, um, who, who empathize and have been there uh, at the same level, you know, that, that, um, that freakishly good level that so few will ever touch um, as far as, uh, you know, greatness goes in their sport or in their, um, uh, in their uh, arena or area of focus. Um, Mike Tyson, uh, you know, he, um, he breaks down a couple times and essentially he says, you know, he, he kind of feels empty, um, without boxing and he, and he hates it. Um, because, because it's kind of a double-edged sword for him. Um, he either, you know, he, he's, he's an animal when he's in the ring. He, he doesn't like that person is what he says, but at the same time, it, it, it really, I, again, I, I gotta say, just, just watch it. It's, it's, um, it's probably one of the coolest podcasts. Again, it's, it's video podcasts. So, so you, you actually have the visual, you don't just have the audio of these things. Um, but, um, you know, you get to, you get to see that emotion come out and you can hear the passion and see, um, see all of that occurring on the podcast. So, so I definitely suggest watching that Sugar Ray Leonard episode because, because of what they, um, uh, because of what they discussed, and again that 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 respect um, that they have for the sweet science. Elijah, you back, buddy? Yep. Um, I'm here. Did you did you did you catch any peaks of that um, that uh, that dang um, I caught the podcast. I caught the one clip. Yeah, I caught the I caught the one clip where he was talking about how he feels like like useless because he's not boxing anymore and he like started crying and he was like you know, he was like I was supposed to be this tough fighter guy and you know, I pretty much that's what I did for a living and he's like I since I don't do that anymore, he's like I feel like a I think he said I feel like a wimp or a pussy or something. Yeah, and he like was, and he just was like, he was just 
he was like he's like boxing like I don't know it just seems like he's hasn't he feels useless because he's not boxing anymore and the fire for like to fight still burns in him and I think that's why he doesn't like that's why he doesn't coach or like isn't really involved in boxing outside of like watching it and stuff because his ego just gets too big when he's when he's involved in that stuff so I think he's like Michael Jordan (laughs) you know what I mean like yeah, you, you always like you always hear some of these stories how about Michael Jordan like will still get down on the on the practice courts with some of these rookies and school the shit out of them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and the fact that he can still like, you know, even if they're playing to five or I don't care what they're playing with, you know what I mean? I think I think it happened a couple times and um, I know it happened late in, in the Washington years and in um, oh he I think he beat Michael Kidd yeah. Gilchrist one on one. Like Michael Kidd Gil- Gilchrist is like rookie year or something. So I mean, and and that's the thing is like guys like that they're special. You know what I mean? Like I don't know I don't know any other way to to say it <coughs> because that 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 Mike Tyson's is just so. Mike Tyson's just one of those guys that he's just got so many like layers to him and. Oh. People like make fun of like the way he talks and the way he sounds and stuff, but he's a smart guy, and he's he's kind of he's kind of been through a lot, and he's really oh, smart, and he's very articulate, and it's just it's crazy like the the depth and the layers there are to Mike Tyson. Yeah, and his defense is impregnable. I mean that's just <laughs> like that man. That man's tight. And his offense is uh, impetuous. Yes, absolutely. Dude. His offense is impetuous <laughs> and his defense is impregnable. Oh my God, that dude's tight. Praise man. be Allah. Oh, uh, he he was cutting the the dopest boxing promos, man. Like, oh man, he like just the best. Um, but yeah, I remember. It's I just weird though how he see how he can be like the kindest guy. At times, and then he just goes straight savage, you know? Oh, yeah. It's insane to me how he could, like, how he, because a lot of people, even when he was younger, said, oh, yeah, Mike is so nice. Mike's the nicest dude in the world. But some days he just, you don't know what, you don't know which Mike's going to show up, the, like, really nice, like, teddy bear Mike or the, Crazy! I'm gonna kill you, Mike. <laughs> Beat the hell out of Mitch Green in a parking lot outside of Dapper Dan's. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so he, the, my favorite part too is also when he was talking about. Uh, I think it was the, the um, talking about um, Sugar Ray Leonard uh, fighting uh, Wilfred Benitez um, in '79, and he was talking about them slipping punches and then hitting punches, and then Sugar Ray Leonard says something along the lines of, "He was like, he was like, you know, it's it's crazy because when you." When you talk about that, it brings me right back to that fight. And he says, he says, I can smell his breath. I can smell his sweat. You know what I mean? Like right now, like from that fight. Like, I, and I just, I just think about that. I'm like, man, like, wh- like what kind of war or what kind of scarring on the soul did that, did, did that fight leave on, on, um, on Sugar Ray Leonard for that? You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. you know, just just craziness as far as that goes. Um, 
And, and, and I love it. I, again, you know, hearing stuff like that. I mean, and again, 79, they were going 15 rounds as far as a championship contest goes. Um, yeah. You know, so there, there's that. Uh, shout out to Bob Arum being the promoter for that fight also. Um, but uh, <laughs> Bob Arum. But it's a, uh, <laughs> oh, Bob Arum. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it, it's, it's really cool. I, I again a, a great great session if you want to watch that one I definitely suggest you check out that hot boxing with uh, with Tyson um, it just uh, again j- just like everything you said you you get to see a little bit of everything and at one point I don't know who the co-host is with him but he's laughing at something he's like nah don't laugh at that and I'm like whoa <laughs> like I thought for, there was a tiny piece yeah, I thought Tyson was <laughs> yeah did you watch uh any of the fights this last weekend? You know, we went um, we went bowling, and Ryan whipped out the zone oh. on the old cell phone, and so between uh, between between you know uh, bowling attempts. By the way, I always heard about Ryan being a a, a good bowler, and I thought he was just kind of big mm-hmm. it up himself, like oh yeah, I'm great. No, first game out. I bowl like a 160-something, which is pretty high for me. Like, I'm, I'm normally like a 130-something. This dude with a house ball. Now, granted, he's got his own shoes. House ball, and he's got his little uh, little wrist thing looking like, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know. Uh, Pete Weber. <laughs> yeah, you know, Pete Weber. Yeah, a little, little PEW there. Uh, got his little wrist uh, brace on. Rolls like a 214. Wow. Dude hit like 200, like, I think twice. Otherwise, it was all like high-ass games. But yeah, dude can bowl. <laughs> so, shout out to that. But, yeah, we did, end up watching the, we did end up watching the main event. Actually, we did end up watching the end of the Chocolatito fight also. Um, and, um, let's see, and, uh, and the main event. Um, I love seeing Chocolatito box. Big fan. And it's always great to see when he does well. Uh, again, obviously, I know he had those. Uh, uh, he had that loss to um, was it Rigandell? No, Sariskatet. Oh yeah, Sariskatet. I'm sorry, Sariskatet, Sarungviasai. Um, yeah. Uh, so so yeah, but good good undercard there as far as that goes. And then you had the Garcia uh, fight. What did you think of that fight? I thought it was a. I thought it was a. It, early, it was pretty good, pretty competitive. I felt like. Vargas maybe might have got the first like two three rounds, maybe even the fourth, but then Garcia kind of figured him out and kind of started pummeling him. <laughs> I, yeah, you know it's funny. Uh, I I I thought I thought maybe a couple of the rounds were a little um, the early rounds. I thought they were a little closer, but um, every everyone around me and, and I had uh, another buddy who is a a big fight fan. Um, uh, with us also, and he said, he said, no, I thought, uh, I thought he had, uh, he got those first few rounds, and 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 lo- looks like the, on the scorecards, everyone else saw, saw the th- saw the same thing also. Um, but yeah, then you, then like you said, Mikey Garcia, um, yeah, turned it up towards the end there, and definitely gave him some good, um, uh, some good stuff there. Yeah, I think uh I think it was smart for Mikey Garcia to kind of once he like knew he was winning the fight to not like go for the kill just because 
Vargas is a bigger guy, and it, he's not like a huge puncher, but you never know. And like once you kind of get ahead, it probably was just smart for him to continue to do what he's doing versus going for the kill because you never know. You can't get caught. So yeah, and, I, and he did I, I that really a, well. Yeah, I thought it was a really good performance by Garcia overall. Like now he's in talks to fight. Now I think him and Manny Pacquiao are going to fight, which I think would be a really fun fight. Uh, there's a, a quote on um, boxing um, or bad, bad left hook that has uh, Bob Arum saying he's not interested in promoting a fight for Mikey Garcia. His financial demands are ludicrous. Um, oh. And that's uh, and that's with Mikey Garcia saying he'd be willing to fight Josh Taylor. Um, so. <clears throat> I would like to see Garcia Pacquiao though. That'd be a cool fight, but I think I think at welterweight is, that's probably the best fight because I think Crawford is outclasses both Pacquiao and Garcia. We already know what Spence did to Garcia, and I think Spence outclasses Pacquiao as well. And we are seeing Pacquiao Thurman, and I I probably a Garcia Garcia matchup would probably be kind of boring. So I think. Pacquiao Mike Garcia's probably could be the best the best fight you could make. Yeah, as far as overall entertainment outside of even even like Pac, but Pacquiao um now obviously Pacquiao and um Crawford would be the the biggest draw, right? Overall. Pacquiao Crawford or probably Pacquiao Spence. Yeah. So <clears throat> I you know, I I I would like to see Pacquiao Crawford. Like, I don't think, I think, I think they're, they're very different in styles because Pacquiao likes to go with those flurries and Crawford is a patient man and will just assassinate you slowly. Um, but and, he can also and, turn up the heat. He can also turn up the heat on you and outfight you too. Like, Oh yeah. Crawford I mean, can, he can fly. Crawford can do, yeah. either, Crawford can do either, either or honestly, like I, I just, I feel like almost, um, God, I feel like almost like his last six fights, he's been just so patient. And he just, he finds the range, picks you apart. And, and, and not only just picks you apart, but like he, he outboxes the piss out of you. Like he's not just sitting there like waiting for a counter punch. He's, le- he's legit just stabbing you the entire time with jabs, hooks, everything, body, head. I mean, he's, he's literally doing it. And I just thought like that, I feel like that's what he's been doing the last few. But, um, but Pacquiao, man, he's obviously been on a tear. I mean, he's on like yeah. this weird revenge tour, and it's, and you would think that he would lose a step, but um, but he's just it seems like he's only gotten better for some reason for a guy who should have already peaked. Um, so I don't know what he's finding, um, you know, as far as um, as far as that's different or what what he's seeing that's different, but he's still. Uh, still doing his thing, um, but yeah, you're you're he's still right. Still got yeah, the he still got the hand speed and the awkward style. Honestly, yeah. that's he's he's still fast and he's awkward. So I think that kind of helps him. Once he slows down, like once his hand speed goes though, then that might be a problem. But he's still yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, you. I think you're absolutely right. The um, 
Yeah, the the Garcia one though, I think that one Garcia Pacquiao would be probably my number two fight out of all the out of all those cards, right? Like I would like to yeah. see Pacquiao, uh, Pacquiao and and um, Crawford, and then I would like to see. I I think you're right, and then otherwise, and then my number three would be Spence Crawford, um, which is weird to say, but um, but again, it, that's just kind of where my preference lies with these ones as far as what would be fun matchups. Fun matchup. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I hope it comes through. There, I mean, again, again, there's lots of good promise for some good. I mean, last year we had some great fights, and and this year it's only shaping up to get even better. Um, you know, between the 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 Haney and Ryan Garcia possibilities. Uh, you know, this this welterweight area that we're we're discussing right now. Um, you know, there's there's just some some juicy stuff. David uh, Tank, uh, Gervonta Davis and uh, Leo Santa Cruz are in like discussions to fight too. So that's a could be another could be another good one. What um, speaking speaking of discussions to fight, uh, there's supposed to be an announcement this week of of what uh, we're going to see for Canelo. Um, what 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 are we hearing? What are we liking? I've heard Billy Joe Saunders is the guy for Canelo. That's like, I, that's all I've really, really heard. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard anything else, but I have heard that ever. I've heard uh plant, uh, Caleb plant saying they're low balling them. Um, as far as, and, and they wanted to get them on short, um, on a short turn. It seemed is what it is, is, uh, following his last fight. Um, that's so what Canelo sounds- does though, man. Like he like honestly like Canelo's team they try and look for all the advantages that they can they can muster up, honestly. And I mean he's a great oh, yeah. fighter, but it is it is kind of annoying sometimes. They are the um, his team very well might be the the Patriots of boxing. Like, like like let's be honest like you got the bad drug test you got the knee surgery you got. Um, you know, you got these weird short turnarounds. You got the, the kind weights, of picking and fighting at yeah, fighting at catch like the catch weights that is best for Canelo <laughs> and yeah. detrimental it, to the other guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so, so it's really it's really interesting how this goes down. But yeah, so Caleb Plant uh, apparently there might be um, there might be a um, let's see. I think there's an offer into uh, to Golovkin is what uh, one of the articles said for uh, for Caleb Plant. Does uh, does a Plant Golovkin fight excite you at all? Yeah, I think it'd be a really good fight. It's like the like it's like a great matchup between like a a class, like an elite boxer versus an elite like pressure fighter. Yeah. So. I think it would be a really good fight, honestly. I mean, I think Caleb Plant actually stands a chance now, though, because I feel like Triple G is slowing down. But I still think it would be, it would be a fun fight. Like I would really like to see that fight. Hypothetically, let's say this fight happens. Mm, mm, let's say it happens in May. Um, if um, if 
Triple G beats Caleb Plant, do we see Canelo Triple G three in September? No, I I think the Canelo Triple G ship has sailed. I don't think Canelo Canelo's team is gonna fight him again. I mean, it it could happen if Canelo's team doesn't want to fight like Charlo or Andrade, but. I just I don't I don't think I don't think there's any interest from Canelo's camp to fight Triple G anymore. Honestly. Yeah. What do you think? Um I always want to say never say never. I mean it's a lucrative fight. You know what I mean? That that one's gonna make money. Right? Yeah. I, any any anything attached to Canelo will make money. I just think the hype but, is just kinda do you think Canelo, but Canelo Triple G three after, and and here's here's the thing is I, I know it's not being talked about now, but still, question still questionable judging. It, it's not a situation we don't have a situation here where we have. Um, a, there you go. That's the other Patriots factor of it, right? The, his judging. Um, yeah, he does um, get the benefit of benefit of the doubt many times in the judges' eyes, like how he was able to even get like a, how he how he got a split decision from Floyd Mayweather is beyond me like i can't believe one of the judges actually gave the fight to Canelo against Floyd Mayweather <laughs> <laughs> um so i i, I mean I, you know you you still have that mystique it's not like the the, the Wilder Fury 3 right where all right, you have the draw. Now you have a knockdown, or you have a, a knockout. Yeah. Nobody's been knocked out. Nobody's been. I don't even think anybody's been knocked down in in twenty four rounds. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's just been it's been a it's been a slugfest, and it's been. I mean, you know, it, the first fight. I made a mistake. Fight, it was a draw. It was a majority decision. It was a draw that Canelo got. Like I can't believe he got a draw in that fight, but I just wanted to correct my mistake. That's all right, but I mean, you know, neither neither one of these guys been knocked down in twenty four rounds. Um, the point differential between if you were to just total up all you know all twenty four rounds, it's you know it's got to be plus or minus what three maybe, unless we're looking at Adam yeah. Bird's card. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. So I mean. I don't know. I, I I think as a sports fan, I don't think it's I don't think it's sailed. And I, I got to say, I'm still interested. In, and again, that's not even because I'm a Triple G guy. I think I think it's still a very good fight, um, especially if Triple G has a good showing against somebody like Caleb Plant. Yeah, I just I think Triple G's slowed down. I think he's starting to starting to decline, and I don't know. I just don't well, see. I don't see a if him and Canelo like fight down the line again, or even within the next like few fights. I just don't. I don't see it being a super competitive fight anymore. So here's my, here's my mild counter. Uh, so Triple G last two fights. I mean, has he been? Um. I mean, have have either of these guys been worth their salt? 
You know what I mean? Is it something where you're like, man, I'm really glad I got to see him face this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Derevchenko, okay, yeah. Derevchenko, like, a lot of people thought Derevchenko won that fight. So, like, I don't know, man. It's I just, like, it's, I feel like he's slowing down. I just don't feel like he's, like, a third fight between him and Canelo is as competitive as the first two. And and that's and that's my thing though. It's like I'm looking I'm looking in between these fights, right? So so Steve Rolls, yeah, don't care. Nobody cares about Steve Rolls, right? No. I I, I feel like I just look at these and I feel like um, I I'm reminded of his uh, of his HBO ah, it's drama show. I got I got to keep it up. You know what I mean? Like before he could get yeah. those, get those bigger fights. You know. So I kind of feel like. Uh, you feel like he's I, I want to I want to hope I want to hope he's just playing possum like you know like all right I'm I'm waiting for my next big fight I'll uh I'll I'll you know take some shots against Steve Rolls in Madison Square Garden beat beat the piss out of him eventually um cuz that's what happened he still knocked he knocked the hell out of him um yeah you know uh Derevyshenko, yeah it went the distance but you know it's a it's an up and comer he only had what 13 fights um, uh, you know, so I mean, but I but know. Golovkin Golovkin was visibly like hurt that fight. Like you've never seen Golovkin oh, yeah. like actually be like hurt in a fight, and Golovkin like was was in, was in pretty bad shape for a minute yeah. there. Yeah, I, I, you're right. He, you know, but again, he's still. He still did Gennady Golovkin things, and that's that's literally stay alive, and and be the 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 Kazakhstani tank that he is. Like, I think the I think the the, the fight, if anything, um, was probably more a um, I mean more a fight for the the Eastern Europeans than 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 it was for for anything else. Like you know you got the, the Kazakhstan against the the Ukraine there, but like I don't know, man. I I I I still have a lot of love for Triple G, and I still think he can he can he can pull up some big fights. And I think I still think give him a third fight, and he's and he's has he has just as much uh, a shot against uh, Canelo as he did in the first. Yeah. I don't think he does, but <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think. Um, and I, I like. I love Triple G. I still am a big fan of his, but let's just be honest. He's getting old, and it's showing. So yeah, he, he's getting older, and that's that's okay. That's that's a okay. Yes. Uh, let's get younger here. Uh, you know, when we're, we're before I start making bizarre comments, uh, like we talk about in the next segment. Um, Let's talk a little basketball. Uh, you, have you heard of this uh, this kid out of this Duke University, this Zion Williamson? Oh, who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This dude, this dude's balling out of control. Uh, February rookie, the rookie of the month uh, for the NBA. Obviously, uh, dude has a total of sixteen games combined right now, and he's averaging twenty four, uh, damn near seven rebounds, two assists, and oh yeah, he's you know shooting roughly fifty eight percent from the field. Um, what, uh, what are your takeaways from the, the, the short, uh, 
the short career of Zion Williamson so far, man. Dude's killing it. He's good, and I mean, if you, a lot of people say he's like saying like he's been kind of hearing this his whole career like because his like insane highlights, you know, like that he's playing a against a bunch of scrubs and he's not going to be able to do this against a bunch of scrubs. But a lot of those highlights from when he was in high school was like, was when, was when he was playing like high school ball. And a lot of these times these really good basketball players go to private schools. The competition isn't that good. And they beat up on like a lot of these kids at these private schools. But in the summertime they play AAU where like all the good competition is and he was doing really well in AAU, but no one, like, really seen any of his AAU highlights or really knew that. So they're always just kind of like, man, all that guy can do is dunk. How is he getting a scholarship to Duke? He's going he's gonna to be a bust in college and yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, he goes and does really well in college, and then it's a lot of the naysayers are like, yeah, He's not going to do that against NBA players. He's not going to be that good in the NBA. He's too small. He doesn't have enough skills, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, he's just, he's doing it. And it's crazy because at his size, he mainly plays, like, around the basket. And he's super efficient. Like, it's crazy. I don't want to say he's, like, he, I'm not saying he's he's as good as Barkley or even making that comparison right now, but he does play a lot like a young Charles Barkley where he gets a lot of his points like off like fast breaks and around the basket and he's short, you know, and he like has a lot of like kind of crazy blocks and a lot of like highlights. And I feel like you are watching kind of a young Charles Barkley playing right now. And it's it's fun, and it, it's good to see him. Good to see him be playing as well as he is. He's built at six six, and uh, two eighty four is what uh, what I'm seeing on the internet here. That's a that's a big boy. Um, very com- comparable to the the round mound of rebounds that was Charles Barkley. Um, not throwing up crazy rebound numbers just yet, um, but still definitely like I said, seven a game is nothing to be to uh, get too mad at. Um, you want to talk about efficiency against the Lakers, who I don't know if you heard, they're pretty good in the Western Conference. Um, they, uh, he shot 12 for 16 from the field uh, against the Lakers, yeah. 35 points in 33 minutes. Um, the man was getting it done. Um, you know, and that was, that was one of those games where everyone's like, oh, it's the, uh, it's the past versus the future. Uh, you know, and LeBron James passing the torch, passing the torch, and, and LeBron – uh, did LeBron things and, and, and obviously ice that game for him. But like, um, yeah, Zion, man, I, I like everything that I've seen. And, and, and I was concerned with the injury coming out and, um, and going from there. Um, I'm looking at this NBA right now and, um, and I was mildly concerned as all my, my, my second tier of favorite players, um, start retiring, you know, when, when, Kobe retired, you know, Shaq retired, you know, Dwayne D. Wade's retired, you know, when, when that, when that, that tier started to drop out, I'm like, all right, well, what's next? Um, and I'm, I'm starting to feel good, man. And, and they're coming from really weird places too. I like watching John Morant in Memphis, man. Yeah. He's Dude's fun to awesome. watch. 
I like watching Luka Doncic in in in, uh, in Dallas, man. Yeah, he's fun amazing. to watch as well. Um, you know, you're looking at. I mean, even R.J. Barrett's getting some decent shine for from the Knicks, and God knows the Knicks need any good publicity they can get right now because uh, Jimmy Dolan and the security squad ain't helping them with Spike. <laughs> you know you, what I mean? Uh, like, did you watch the Timberwolves game last night? It was I didn't Pelicans Timberwolves. Oh my God, that I, was a, that was such a good game. I saw some really good back and forths. Um, and again, I, you know, I, I know that he, uh, he, again, efficient, man. He was like 10 for 19 on that game. Like he dude is really, I, I think he gets his role right now. Um, but I gotta be honest, if you had to bet money on it right now, do you think he's staying a Pelican? Um, for probably for his contract. I mean, I don't. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for this contract. For I don't sure, know. But I'm, 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 it depends on how it depends on how it goes there, because they do have a lot of young talent, and you know it could be one of those things where these guys do really well in their first couple years together, and like they decide they want to continue to play together. So I mean, I won't rule it out that he'll leave, but I mean, never say never. He might stay. Yeah, they do got a, a really good young core. You're you're absolutely right. You got you got Zion, you got Lonzo, you got Drew Holiday, you got Reddick. Um, you got uh, I, Jackson Hayes is pretty good. Um, um, Jason Hart. Oh yeah, Josh Hart. Josh Hart. He's he's playing pretty well. Um, you got, yeah, like it, they it, they have some talent. And it, like Zion being there kind of makes it like makes them all better. It seems like, and it seems like they're probably in the playoff hunt. They weren't like early, early on when he was out. But I just man, like I, you need to start watching the Timberwolves. They're not winning a lot of games, but they you know, are fun that's, to that's, watch now. I, I here's like, the thing is I. I I have, I have I struggle with that though. I struggle with the fun to watch in a losing effort. Like I, I but they traded that, away like mo- they traded away like most of their team. They're like obviously oh, I rebuilding. Oh, I know. I get it. I get it. And it's funny you say that because I was sitting in my my uh, one of my coworkers' office and there's a Timberwolves yearbook from the start of the season there. There's no there, there's there's nobody left on that damn team. <laughs> like they're all gone. You know, I mean, they're but, playing yeah. without Towns. So I mean, they're but they're playing out, they're playing without Towns right now. But I mean, last night's game was a tremendous game, and they've had some games where it's like they're just they actually they're fun to watch. They feel like I feel like they're catching up to the NBA style of basketball now, where you have lots of shooters and like man, I don't know. They might. If Malik Beasley keeps playing the way he's playing, they might not need the trade for Devin Booker. They might Beasley might be able to do the job. I, I I'm gonna I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit there. If you have the opportunity to get Devin Booker instead of Beasley, I, I think you're probably gonna get Booker. Well, I, but, how are they gonna How are they gonna be able to oh, afford I, Booker? You're oh, rolling I, your I, eyes at that. 
Like, you don't well, even watch but, the Timberwolves, and you're trying to say but, you're rolling your eyes. You don't even watch but, them. You but don't even know what's going on with them. But I'm saying, but, but, like, but, I'm saying De- but Devin Booker? If it's like, cheaper but, and Malik Beasley is as efficient as he is, but, but I'm I'm saying, like, I, would go, I would go after something else that provides, like, more defense. And you keep Beasley because... I, I get what I don't you're know, saying. I guess I'm looking at the face. I'm looking at the face value of that comment. I'm I don't not, know I'm how you can roll. I don't know how you can roll your eyes if you haven't even really been paying attention, though. But 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 I'm saying like that's the thing. You're not really. But here, but here's what I'm really, saying. But but that's a, that's kind of a big uh, grandiose comment to make if you haven't even been watching like them play and you haven't seen what Beasley's been doing. Because like to say that. <laughs> Like I, I would hope you'd be more informed or like have a better like view of it I, I, before you say something I just like that. Say, though, I'm, I'm just taking it strictly as a, as, a, as a face value comment, right? You're you're saying Malik Beasley's been playing good recently, which is which is fine. He's okay, playing good since he, he's been playing good since he got there, though. Okay. Because because so, I, I I'm just doing my I'm doing my research on the fly here. So so for the regular season, despite these last few games, he's still averaging uh, seven point nine points per game. He wasn't getting any clock in Denver. Like look at the okay. st- like look at the look at the stats. He wasn't he's he's averaging like over twenty points a game since he's been here, and okay. his like three point shooting has been really good. Like like I said. I'm, I'm, I, yes. I can see that, except for that game against the Hornets where he went five for fourteen. Uh, but okay, but players don't players don't have bad games. I, can, I, know, I bet I you know. Devin Booker. I bet you Devin Booker shot five for fourteen before. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. But here's here's what I'm gonna say though. Is is you're uh, very like, un, you're I'm, very you're very uninformed. Like no no no. I'm just saying. I'm just you're saying. Making these again, comments not being my, very I, not being very informed about. My like, eye roll, my eye roll comes from just the, the face value of that comment, though. Just strictly the face value. If you're going to make a move to get somebody who potentially is your number two or your your part of your big three, or Malik Beasley, who, again, I I will acknowledge, I've I've watched, like I said, the last two games, part of the Pelicans, and then. Um, I did see the very empty seats in the Bulls crowd. Tonight. You just you just said um, you did, you just said you didn't even watch the Pelicans game. You said you watched like uh, like highlights of it. I, yeah, I watched bits and pieces and the highlights. No, so you said highlights. Come on, man, nah. stop lying. Nah, we'll roll the tape back later. But here's what I'm saying: if if you could have that that perennial piece, right? Somebody who who at this point has 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 um produced uh for for the Suns since since getting there, um. Or you can get a guy who, like you said, who has been overlooked, and, and yeah, he's playing good now, but he's also playing again without. He's not playing a full team, so we don't know. We don't know what he's like with, with Towns, with 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 the three guys that are, or the two big guys that are there now. Like, I I just but don't there, know. He fits. He he fits like so. If you've been watching, if you've been watching the games, okay, you can see that he fits the offense really well. And he is a knockdown three point shooter, and he can create off the dribble. And he's just he he's good, and he just wasn't getting any clock, in in Denver. And 
it might not. Devin Booker is probably just could be just a pipe dream at this point, and to get him, you might have to give up way more than than you're gonna than you than you're gonna want to, and you might only have Towns, Booker, and Russell, and nothing else, and none of those guys are great defensive players either. So it's like. I don't know. I just I I think if Beasley continues to continues to play well, you might have found a really good third option for not nearly as much as Devin Booker would cost. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, D'Angelo Russell was a pipe dream at one point. Also, I do got to point that out. But um, but yeah, here's here, like I said. I I would love to watch him more. I just again I have I have full watching. Um, fun losing basketball, right? I, it just it just doesn't do it for me. The Lakers have had fun losing basketball teams um, previously or that, prior to the also, uh, the current thing. That's supposed to be your team. And, and, but your team. Here's the thing is, like, you're a Fairweather fan, man. No, no, I'm you're not a Fairweather fair fan. Here's, here's yes, you are. I will acknowledge. Yes, I will acknowledge the team and the players that are their their athletes are good. They do the dang thing. But I hate watching losing basketball. The point that you you <laughs> for Herm Edwards in this, you play the game to win. You know what I mean? Like so. I, so for me to waste for me to waste forty eight minutes of my life to uh, to see you know these these guys go up and down the court, make it look good, look like they're putting up an effort, but at the end of the day, choke. Or, or give it away or make those mistakes or just not close it out, I get frustrated. I get frustrated as a fan. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's hard to sometimes see that silver lining for some of these players um, because, because, again, you know, and I still contend whenever I talk about the Wolves, when you go from being a playoff team to not a playoff team to, to being a terrible team, and then, and then you have to go back to the, but we're, but we're competitive. Well, I mean, half the teams make the playoffs. Of course, you're competitive. You, you know what I mean? No, I really don't. Yeah, he said no. <laughs> he says no. Oh man, I, I guess some I guess people just, uh, some people just have unrealistic expectations at some points, and like. It I is what it is, I, I guess. I am not going to say that this is an unreal expectation where we are a team that got rid of Jimmy Butler and we are a playoff team with him. That was one player. That was it. And then we were not in the playoffs anymore. And then That's we get not smashed. unreal expectation. Then we, then, we, then we got smashed in the first round, and Butler did not play well in the playoffs. And, so, and, and that's I mean, okay, but we but we still made it though. You know what I mean? And then and then we got I rid of them. Especially the same team. It's the same team, and then we still fell that far short. How many how many years did the Timberwolves make it to the playoffs and get beat in the first round? I don't care that they like. I don't think it's that big of a deal that they made the playoffs. They still got beat in the first round. They barely made the. Would playoffs, you rather have so. a team that makes the playoffs or a team that's entertaining to watch that's not make it? That doesn't make. It. I would rather I, w- I would rather have a young, entertaining team to watch than watch the Timberwolves make it. To the, watch a boring ass Timberwolves team make it to the first round of the playoffs and get crushed in the first round. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> See, I guess that's that's where we differ, and that's that that that. that but that's where we, you know, that's where that's where we, we we're learning. We're learning here. Like so, um, like now, like like if, if this continues for a few years, and I'm still saying the same thing for a few years, then no, but. Right now, at this point in time, 
I'm You're fine roll with, with them. It. I'm yeah, rolling with them okay. because because you can't ha- like right if you have your expectations too high at this point, then you really don't know what's going on, or you really have. I respect it. I respect. I, re- I respect everything you're saying. Believe it or not, I, I and and that's the thing is I I absolutely respect it. It's just not something I enjoy doing. Um, speaking of playoffs, and, and obviously we just mentioned his name, JJ Redick. You know how many times you don't in enjoy playoffs? you don't enjoy that, but you're a Titans fan. Hey, we just made it to the playoffs two years in a row. We are one win away but, from it. No, for how for how long for how long how long were you guys crappy? Uh, let's see. I'm just saying. Like I'm just five saying. Years? Five years. Five years. Six saying, years. You've been a Titans. But, you're 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 saying this, and your team is historically has not been great lately. Nah. You, we like, got pro, we and got you pro still cheer for them. We got pro bowlers. So, Football is different. Pro it's a short season. Short season. Isn't pro pro bowlers? Isn't that the same as? Oh, we got <laughs> we got good players that are fun to watch. We don't win games though. It's a shorter season, man. I, oh, I don't got to dedicate. I don't got to dedicate uh, eighty-two games. I got to I got to dedicate. Realistically, here's the thing: is if they're out of the playoffs, I don't need to watch the game. Like then, then I'm just then I'm just I just want them to lose so I can get my better draft pick. Maybe get somebody better. Timberwolves. You know. So, Oh, yeah, I think I get somebody better. Uh, JJ Redick, you know how many, how many playoff games or how many how many how many years he's been in the playoffs? Uh, I don't think many. I'm not sh- probably not a lot. I'm not sure though. Did you know JJ Redick's been on a playoff team every year since he's been in the league? Yes. Yeah. I did not know that. Good for him. Yeah, how nuts is that, dude? It's uh, he- that's ridiculous. JJ yeah, Redick coming to the league. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, Orlando. Uh, let's see, I Milwaukee. I, I forgot and Orlando up, was. I forgot Orlando was decent when he was there. I totally forgot about that. I didn't think they were that good when he was there. Lost, lost the Lakers, man. Um. But uh, <laughs> so you got Reddick. Shows you how uh, much yeah, I pay he, attention to Reddick. I guess the, the Clippers, the Philly. Like now he's on the New Orleans, the New Orleans Pelicans, trying to keep that streak alive. Um, so obviously, uh, that's my segue to the, back to that New Orleans Pelicans team. Um, the eighth seed is going to be very contested for that Western Conference. Um, what um, what do you think is going to be the uh, the outcome? When, you know, at, when it comes to the end of this season. Hmm. I don't know, man. I think the I think the Bulls are gonna surprise everyone and make the playoffs. Well, the Bulls are in the Eastern like, Conference, though. I I wanted to say a random crappy team, but the I Bulls think, could I make know. the Eastern Conference playoffs. So I guess that's a that sad thing. Uh, they just, but um, I I, th- I think the Pelicans could sneak in. I think it's realistic for them to to sneak in there. Um. I don't. I haven't really been following too much of the East, just because obviously I'm a Timberwolves fan. So I pretty much I follow them. I follow who they're playing and what's going on with that. But I think I think they could. I think they could do it, especially so if they keep right, playing the way they do. Right now, you got the Grizzlies at an even 500 in the eighth seed. The Kings are uh, let's see, uh, four games behind them. 
Same with the Trailblazers. Uh, five games for the Spurs uh, and Pelicans. So, so that's a tight cluster for that uh, for that uh, that eight seed. Um, beyond that, even the Suns are, are in a weird, weirdly somewhat competitive situation uh, with uh, being you know what seven games out. Um, but the fact that they lost four straight really doesn't help them any. Uh, Kings, yeah. Grizzlies, both on a three-game win streak. Trailblazers and Spurs on a one-gamer. Um, Pelicans have lost two. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. And, and again, uh, the weird thing go- oh, is another reason I'm bringing up the Pelicans is because uh, LeVar Ball's back in the news, man. Yay. <laughs> LeVar, the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, he made a... Um, he made an appearance on Undisputed with uh, with uh, with Skip and uh, and Shannon Sharp and uh, and they uh, they discussed plenty of things um, and he was saying uh, he, one of the quotes that he gave was uh, if he said if the Pelicans were to play the Lakers in the playoffs the Lakers will lose. Let me tell you why. You got my son in a different mode. You never seen my son in playoff mode. You ain't never seen him in revenge mode. Quote unquote from LeVar Ball. Um, to which uh, I think Shannon Sharp gave, or not Shannon Sharp, uh, Shannon, either, I can't remember who the heck said it. Skipper Shannon gave like just the grossest clap back to that where he, they said, um, uh, Skip Bayless says, LeVar Ball just predicted the most shocking upset in the history of the NBA playoffs. The Pelicans over the Lakers four games to two. Shannon Sharp said, LeVar's got a better chance of growing dreads than that happening. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, like I, and I agree. Like, I'm sorry. I, like, Zion's fun to watch. You know, good young core. But none of them are, none of them are the caliber of, of a multiple defensive player of the year, a multiple MVP of the year. Um, you know, the hustle players that, that seem to be uh, growing uh, there in the, in Los Angeles. Uh, so as much as I would like to say, yeah, it's funny. Um, he also uh, went out went on a limb and said, uh, Zion can lead the league in scoring regularly until my other son gets there. When Jello gets the NBA within three, within three years, I guarantee you he's a scoring champ. Guarantee you. Is Leangelo really going to be a scoring champ? Did he say Leangelo or is he talking about Melo? Because Leangelo has like Leangelo like hasn't even like he's not even like he's getting a, he I think he got a tryout with an NBA team, but he hasn't he like and he was like wasn't he on the Lakers for a little bit like because they had Lonzo and they're like oh we'll just sign him. Um, I think he got like, the G League uh, contract. So, I mean, like, I think he's talking about uh, LaMelo, who is actually going to be a top five pick in this draft. So, he like, actually said, he, but he said Jello. So, he was, so, I don't know if he's combining all of his kids or what at this point. Maybe he's doing his best uh, uh, Joe Biden impression in, in combining a bunch of words. But... Um, yeah, he's talking about Leangelo. That is so weird. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> so that that's what I'm getting at, man. Like, 
things are getting. Hey, he's back. He's back talking that stuff again now that he's got something to promote. You know, he's got the Big Baller brand coming back. I don't. I think it's even changed. It's like Big Baller Brand Incorporated or something, something different like that. But, um, but uh, he he's he also made one of the most absurd comments on the planet uh, in regards to. Uh, um, in, he said one. He said first. He said Lamelo. He said the best fit in his eyes the New York the New York Knicks. It's time for something good to happen to him. Uh, kind of piggybacking more on the uh, the Knicks beating up. Um, <laughs> he also uttered the phrase, "My sons are like phones. I keep making them better and better." <laughs> what is going on with the bar <laughs> ball, man? Uh, <laughs> Uh, like, I just, I don't know what's going on. Um, he also at some point I said, uh, I, I think it was in regards to LaMelo's body. Uh, he said, LaMelo, LaMelo's still got to grow into his body. Uh, God, what was the quote? He was like, he's, he's going to grow into his body in about two, three years. Uh, it's because of his mom's genetics. She's Caucasian. And I'm like, what? What is going on? What's going on? That's that's Lavar for you. He just bro. He he, he like peak. He just talks. He, goes, he just like he goes from zero that, to one hundred, man. Zero to one hundred. I, I guess I, I here's the thing is I might make some uh, some mild at this point I'm gonna call myself mildly outlandish comments when I'm talking about guys that we were just talking about. But I am nowhere near as bad as I am nowhere near as bad as Lavar Ball, am I? You're the LeVar, LeVar Ball Sports Talk Radio. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. You're killing me. I'm not, I'm not the LeVar Ball of strong. Am I the LeVar Ball of strong style media? Is that what you're telling me? You're, you're the LeVar Ball of strong style media. I, I just need to. Where's the stay in your lane one? I guess I gotta. I gotta. I gotta play. Stay it if in I your lane. Stay in your lane. Uh, oh, jeez, man, that's just that's special, the, man. You're the you're the Levar Ball, and I'm the Homer. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so good, man. Uh, where's our stay in our lane one, man? Where's is that? It's all gone. Oh, gone. Oh, there it is. Stay in your lane. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just stay in my <laughs> lane, I guess. We'll stay in my lane. That's, that's I'm still calling you Uncle, Uncle Var. Uncle Var. <laughs> oh man, I need to, I need to come up with I need some more Lavarisms though. That that phone line, like my my I, my kids, I I make kids like phones. They just keep getting better. They just get like, better and better. That's <laughs> <laughs> like. There's a tiny piece of me that like you remember back in like uh like two thousand two, two thousand three when like uh when like Bishop Don Juan was in every music video and there's like that, that magic stick music video with all the pimps and fifty cents. Yeah. And he was like and they're like, Why are you why are you a pimp? And I just feel I just feel like I I'm imagining I'm saying like, because my hoes is like phones, they just get better and better and better. You know what I mean? Like I just <laughs> I'm just imagining them with like a with like a with like a perm with like uh with like a nice perm and some gaiters on, man. Like I need, I want him to be, if, 
if Dave Chappelle was still making sketch comedy right now, I would need, I would need LeVar Ball to be in the, the like the players, the player haters ball one with, uh, with Charlie Murphy. Uh, you know what I mean? Like where, where they're just hating yeah. on each other. Like I, I, that's, that's what I'm envisioning in my head. I imagine LeVar Ball just hating on people and being hated on mercilessly by, <laughs> by Charlie Murphy and Dave Chappelle, man. <laughs> it would be so good. Oh man, I can good old bar. Believe it. Oh, the bar ball, man. The gift that keeps on giving. Um, in a in a more serious uh, a more serious note, obviously, uh, coronavirus is uh, is is a very serious topic uh, all around the world at this point with the CDC um, details. Um, Many many countries enacting um, some some bans. For example, in Paris, France, there was no um, you could not have any sort of event with five thousand or more people, um, and they they actually shut down the Louvre, which is a uh, home of the Mona Lisa and many other prized uh, prized art possessions. Um, as we get closer to the summer, uh, the Tokyo Olympics look like they're very much in danger right now. Um, the um, the uh, wrestling promotions uh, that the, that the guys on WrestleCast follow have already canceled um, some of their some of their runs leading up to some of their big programs, and um, they've opted to do with a couple um, promotions opting to do um, essentially events in an empty ring, or, or not an empty ring, but uh, an empty arena um, with nothing but the wrestlers there um, and putting on the show, obviously for for those to be able to watch at home. Um, much akin to soccer stadiums where, um, for, for lack of a better term, people are assholes and fans can't go to games. Um, so, you know, you've had soccer games go on uh, with these empty arenas. Um, what, I mean, right now we've been relatively unscathed in the United States, um, but there's been, you know, with Florida having some, um, some cases down in Florida, um, where WrestleMania will be um, uh, literally a month and a day, uh, uh, a month and a day to the day. Um, and they've already talked about possible discussions of postponement um, and contingency plans for the event. Where do you think this takes us? Do you, do you think this gets better or worse? Is this something that, um, is, is it going to have an effect on, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, we have, openers for baseball coming up in April. We have the uh, NFL draft also in April, um, big high profile events as far as it goes. What do you think is going to happen with this, uh, with this coronavirus right now? I don't, man, I have no idea. It's too, it's too early to tell. I think people are kind of getting us out there and preparing for the worst or trying to, I guess, I should say more prepare people for the worst, I guess, because I heard there might even there's like there there could be a possibility that the NCAA tournament gets like canceled because of it or something, or like the article was saying that the NCAA was thinking about like trying to not have anybody in the arena for the games to protect the players. So I don't know. It's seems like it's getting pretty serious and definitely something to keep an eye on and it it could like it could lead to uh some stuff getting shut down 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's, um, I think, two states with um, with over um, double-digit cases confirmed. Um, there's, uh, like, a dozen states with, with less than 10. It's... Um, it's certainly interesting. I think most of them coming from that cruise ship that was uh, that was uh, quarantined earlier in the year. But yeah, it, it's definitely something to watch and be aware of. Um, CDC says make sure you're 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 doing your best in regards to if you are sick, stay home. Um, if uh, if you're not sick and you're out in public areas, make sure you're washing your hands, doing your best not to touch your face, um, and. and um, you know, you make sure you're using an alcohol-based hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol. It's soap and water not being used. Um, yeah. Well, it looks like said, here, yeah. I'm reading a pull-up article. It says, as NCAA develops coronavirus plan, two schools cancel road games. Looks like uh, not huge schools, but um, Missouri Can- University of Missouri-Kansas that said that it was not going to play its road game at Seattle this week. Yep, and then uh, one Chicago, of where nine people have died currently. Yeah. Yep. And then Chicago State, um, they're not going to play um, their scheduled games at Seattle or uh, Utah Valley University. So. Yep. Okay. So uh, so they're avoiding avoiding those uh, those suspected areas again. Washington being the hardest of the uh, um, hardest hit of the United States so far. Um, Certainly wish recoveries for anybody that uh, that does deal with it, and, and obviously uh, everybody as a whole because um, not good, not good stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's certainly that's it's something that's got a um, a loom over the upcoming sporting events, and and obviously for the foreseeable future. Um, so I, I am definitely um, mildly, you know, again watching watching optimistically for for things to take a better turn. Um, we'll go a little farther in the past here just because we got some more time to kill. Um, did you happen to watch any of the celebration of life for Kobe and Gianna Bryant? I did not because I was probably working at the, at the time that it was going on. And I don't know. I just, it was probably, I did, probably didn't want to watch. I also was thinking like I didn't really want to watch it because Shit's sad. Like I don't know. So no, I did not watch any of it. But I heard it was very touching, very moving, and it was it was good for the fans to see see this to get some closure and stuff. Um. Yeah, I did. I did watch it. I think I missed the literally just the opening. Uh, um. Uh, the opening neon, uh, opening monologue and vignettes from um, from Jimmy Kimmel, um, and um, and Beyonce, um, but there's a uh, there's a lot to digest um, as a sports fan, um, as a father, as a friend, as um, as as uh, it had layers layers upon layers. Um, Michael Jordan spoke, um, which was uh, very poignant. Um, you know, he, he equated to calling him his, his his kind of annoying brother, who would always call him up and 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 and, and really, you know, really kind of geek him a little bit, try to get that advice, trying trying to get into his stuff is kind of how he how he phrased it. 
and um, and he uh, he was I mean he was crying from the start, uh, and he uh, he made a line uh, he made a line in there, and I'm sure you heard it at some point where he said um, he says and now and now he's got me up here, and I'm gonna have to deal with uh, crying Jordan memes because of him for for the next uh, yeah. however many years. Um, yeah, I saw that. You know, there there's a very human element to that. I mean, and and he did, um, he did, um, he did great. He did great. Um, Diana Taurasi, um, gave some wonderful words, um, about Gianna and Kobe and, um, and took a great shot at LeBron, um, <laughs> um, and, and while giving props to Gianna, uh, and her, her young game, um, as, as she, uh, became the young mama that she was, um, uh, with a great punch where it was along the lines of, uh, you know, she's 13 years old and has, uh, has a, has, has an awesome fadeaway jump shot. Uh, LeBron James still doesn't even have one of those or something along the lines of that. It, it was, it was a really great, it was a really great shot and, um, it was good. Shaq, Shaq's kind of surprised me. There was a couple, there was a couple of good moments on there with his, um, as far as it goes, where um, he kept it short and sweet and monotonous, and for some reason, I feel like I feel like it was one of two reasons. One, um, and and certainly not, I don't believe this one, but like either he's already just so numb to it at this point, but at the same time, his seemed very rushed, and like he just wanted to get up and get out of there, um, so he didn't have to. So he didn't have to get those big emotions, you know what I mean? And 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 I I wouldn't blame him for that either, you know what I mean? Like that's, again, it, it's a very hard, a hard moment. Um, uh, Sabrina Lenescu of the uh, the Oregon Ducks, pretty uh pretty awesome. She put up a, a great one, and then she later uh, went up that night and 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 went back to school and uh, threw up a triple double. Um, Actually, if we would have did a show that night, she would have been my real MVP um, for delivering such an amazing um, one, an amazing speech um, that did justice both both to Kobe and her relationship um, as, as the mentor that he was to her, as well as um, that of Gianna's um, and the mentoring that she did for her. Um, really cool moment uh, as far as that goes. And, um, and again, just, just uh, an awesome... Um, Awesome outpouring of love and emotion. Um, Gino Ariema, uh, coach of the UConn women's um, basketball team, legendary coach. Um, he also did a really good one. You know, he didn't do. He came up and said he didn't want to do a basketball speech. It's not about basketball. You know, he says it's a, it's about life. It's about it's about a father. It's about a daughter. It's about you know. Um, probably, and he his might have been my favorite. Um, and he thought uh, he, he mentioned a, a good text where he got text from Kobe asking advice on how to coach. And he said, uh, you know, one of the NBA's most uncoachable players uh, becoming a coach. And, uh, and again, talking about another, you know, good dig to somebody when he said, uh, you know, he's watching a game with, uh, with Gianna and, uh, you know, third possession in, she, uh, she has a wide open shot. And she passes the ball, and and he's thinking to himself, "Well, oh, man, she, she she's not listening to her dad." So, 
you know, you know, just again those those human elements, um, and then and then none other than again the, the biggest the biggest speech of the night uh, or day rather um, was um, obviously from Vanessa Bryant. Um, other than a few statements, you know, the, that were released publicly uh, post tragedy, that um, she um, she came out and said her words. And there, again, as a father, as a friend, as a son, um, I, I really empathize with that. With, with you know, there was um, the part that really hit me the hardest when, when in particular, when she was talking was when she said, uh, uh, you know, really outlined the special relationship that Kobe and Gianna had together was um, God. I think she said God knew that one would not be would never be able to live without the other so he had to take them both and uh, and that would and that one and that one rings so hard um rings so hard in 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 my in my heart in and I can feel it in my stomach and when she said that um tears were just running running down um um my cheeks it, it was a lot of it was a lot of emotion for for about 2 hours or so um, a couple musical performances. Um, again, Christina Aguilera did Ave Maria. Um, Alicia Keys did um, Moonlight Sonata, um, which is something Kobe was apparently trying to learn on piano because, you know, why not learn a tough piece of music while you're at it? And then, um, and yeah, I, it just, just incredible. Uh, an incredible, like you said, that, that good closure for for everyone in the regards to the situation. Um, the only thing that'll be coming to mind, I guess, should, should it happen is, uh, obviously the Lakers winning the title, uh, this year would be the only other time. Um, well, I think that the next two is if the, if the Lakers win the title this year, and then obviously, uh, Kobe's going to have a statue on Staples, uh, outside Staples center. So when his statue gets unveiled, that'll be the, uh, those will be the next big Kobe moments um, in Laker history. Um, again, truly uh, something special. One of the, one of the best players ever, uh, as far as athleticism, being able to watch, uh, unique style uh, of play and competitiveness that that few others have, have exhibited in the NBA. Um, yeah. Well, sounds like sounds like it was good. It was good for you. Like I said, I I didn't watch it. I was probably yeah. working, and it was just kind of. It was a Monday afternoon, yeah. yeah, and I was fortunate enough just to have it off. If they, so, but um, but yeah, definitely, definitely, again, it was it was worth, it was worth the watch. Um, what else do we got? Um, a couple of weird things. Um, Cincinnati Reds play the Dodgers. This week in um, in baseball, spring training obviously underway, um, and uh, one of the pitchers um, uh, took it to a whole new level in regards to um, uh, as particularly uh, in the Dodgers uh, as far as it goes. Um, Trevor Bauer was throwing against the Dodgers, and uh, rather than um, trying to steal signs or, or anything like that. He started uh, 
in the first inning started tipping his pitches to the Dodgers. So he would throw, he would brush his uh, glove going forward and essentially saying it's a fastball, and then he would throw a fastball right down the pipe. And uh, so he was uh, he was throwing his uh, he was giving his pitches right up to right at the start. He says, you know, if I um, uh, he's also been one of the bigger critics of the Astros and the sign stealing controversy controversy. But he says, uh, rather than letting them steal the steal the signs, I figure I'll give it to them right away, and then uh, that way we can uh, we can forego it. And if they hit it, they hit it, and if they don't hit it, then obviously we know, you know. Um, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty ingenious and pretty hilarious. Um, it, it's just little things where it, you know it, it made it, it made it pretty funny. I, I I thought I thought it was a great thing, and hey. I thought it was a good thing to do to the Dodgers also. Like, I, you know, the league owes you one. So kind of kind of a here's a, here's a couple of meatballs to see what you can do with them. Yeah. Did, uh, so, didn't Anthony, wasn't Anthony Rizzo mic'd up and kind of said something like making fun of the, uh, making fun of the Astros as well? Yeah, yeah. Like Rizzo, when he was right. up to yeah, bat. That's exactly it, man. That's exactly it. Um, it's super funny. And, I just, I. It needs that. Many, At this point, it needs the levity of it. How many of their? How many haven't haven't they, their hitters been getting plunked to this like spring training? Uh, I think it was like seven. I, I don't think it's gotten <laughs> crazier. Like here's the thing though: is like they weren't like it wasn't like all. It's not even all the guys that were getting that that. It's not even all the bad guys. It's not all the Altuve's, the Bregmans. It's um. You know, it's a little bit of everybody, so I don't feel like it's uh, um, it's that moment as much as I there, there's as much as there as much as I want it to be, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like the uh, I, I thought there was that Twitter one, and I think actually it was Bregman that did take one. Um, they were like, "Yeah, you don't need sign stealing on this one because you know you know right where it's going to be, middle of the back." And I was just like, "Oh man, that sucks." <laughs> Um, yeah, I can I can think of a few things that I would want more than to take a fastball to the back. What's that? Uh, well, I, I pretty much everything. I, I like everything a lot more than a fastball to the back, to be perfectly honest. Like, uh, I, I think there was like a really weird like this or that question one time where it's like, all right, you get to get punched in the stomach, um, just just in the stomach, not even in the face. Punched in the stomach by uh, Mike Tyson or a. Um, or a Nolan Ryan fastball to the back. Which one are you choosing? Uh, probably, probably a punch to the stomach from Mike Tyson. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like doesn't that like you you think about those moments like mm, the hundred mile an hour, you know, two inch ball to my back, or or I mean, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, I think I'd rather get hit in the stomach than get hit in my back with a fastball. Yeah, I, I feel like the same thing, like, right there. In the, like, I'm thinking that, that meaty spot in the ribs, right? Like, that meaty spot right there. I'm just like, I was like, was that really going to hurt if I take that 100? I, I mean, I know it's going to. I know it's going yeah. to. Um, but, yeah, I, I got I got nothing else tonight, but I thought we had a good run. What You got anything special? I got nothing special. You got nothing? Nope. That's... That's why I'm LeVar Ball, man. I, I got my comments are like cell phones; they just keep getting better and better. <laughs> oh, oh, the other thing, the the uh, the Shaq hairline. Did you see that? Oh yeah, Dwayne. Uh, he lost a bet with Dwayne Wade. Dude, his, his hairline's like 
Like, <laughs> what was it? Not all about the Benjamins when Mike Epps is like, when you salute, you salute from way back here. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what that's what it looked like. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, that that hairline gimmick, man. That was um, oh man, that 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 moment there reminded me just like, all right, yes, that was bad. But then in in, in bad hairline moments, I was thinking of um, um, God, who was it? Plays uh. He also played for the Heat when he did the uh, the whack, like the Carlos the, the shoe. Yeah, Carlos Boozer when he did the it was like shoe polish like, on his head, man. Yeah, it looked like someone marked on his head with like a with a big like Magnum uh, what you call it like the Magnum uh, Sharpie. Yeah. Like it looked like someone. His hair was looking <laughs> so, like. His his hair was looking like he was, had like android hair or something like he had like that 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 Lego hair like <laughs> like just kind of you could just pop it off like <laughs> oh man it's so bad yeah it's funny because now now that I think of now and again just just tangenting off here now I just want Anthony Caruso to um um uh. Uh, or not Anthony, uh, Alex Caruso to um, to do that to his hairline one time just to just to tighten it up a little bit because uh, he got the, like the, who did Alex who did Alex Caruso just like block the shit out of just recently like some dude some that crazy thing. highlights the last week man I think some dude that, didn't some dude just try and dunk on him recently and he's just like nope and he just like pretty much like stuffed him at the rim. Uh, uh, it was uh, it was Lonzo Ball. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he man, he murdered that ball. Like he like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. he like took his manhood with that block, man. Oh yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, and that's the thing is Caruso's been giving crazy, crazy hustle this year, man. Like, just ridiculous. But yeah, dude, he's dude, a, he's athletic. Oh uh, yeah, super athletic. But uh, I think he need, he needs to do something about that cul-de-sac, man. He's got the dentrous hair going. <laughs> he uh, yeah. Oh man. Uh, speaking of which, shout out to dentrous man. That that's my guy. I love. Uh, he he threw that picture with his uh, with his silky smooth locks, looking like uh, uh, like uh, Cat Williams. <laughs> pivot, pivot, pivot. <laughs> um. But but that being said, uh, shout out to all our friends on Strong Style Media. Shout out to Alex and Ryan who will uh, give you the best of the best of the best of the best in wrestling um, news coverage and results. Um, whether you like the uh, the overseas stuff, um, the AEWs, the Impacts with Bobby Lashley's, or um, or or even the E when they throw on some good events and matches, um, make sure you give them a listen. They don't do the E. <laughs> they don't they, fuck everyone. with the E. <laughs> you're the you're the only E we mess with. Um, Man, but, did you uh, did you see that stupid? Did you see that stupid Bill the Goldberg Bray Wyatt match? Did you see it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think the, the the those combined four matches were like a combined like ten minutes or something stupid like that. It was so bad. Like oh, all. Man. Goldberg like speared him like four four times in a row. He just like just kept spearing him. 
and they gave him a jackhammer. It was like a hip toss, but it was a jackhammer. Um, I can't believe he still attempts to do the jackhammer. Yeah. Like, and there was the uh, oh, what about the, the Undertaker and his soft uh, his soft uh, choke slam <laughs> to AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, the ph- the phenomenal AJ Styles. Um, <laughs> AJ Styles. But uh, but but that being said, make sure you listen to those guys on WrestleCast Radio. Um, they just got some uh, some new T-shirts put on uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. And then, um, let's see, uh, so go ahead and support those if you want to support the show. It kind of supports us, too, as far as that goes. So uh, shout out to them for carrying the load. Um, but that being said, we will be back uh, with some more sports talk stuff on Sportscast Radio whenever uh, they throw the signal up. And uh, that being said, Elijah, thank you for having an awesome show tonight. Good conversation, even if I am a little LeVar Ball to you. And then... Um, uh, the boxing stuff was great always too. Uh, and other than that, like everyone stay safe, wash your hands, keep Corona free. And uh, that's it. And remember just because it's called the coronavirus doesn't mean that you have to stop drinking Corona beer. Oh God. Oh, that's so bad too. Ah, uh, to the 38% of people that, that said that uh, in that poll that, that you're referencing, I, I shake my head at you. Uh, I, oh. I'm clutching my pearls. We gotta. I gotta bring up one thing before we go that like is is hilarious. All right. So did you did you see the Garth Brooks, Bernie Sanders, yes. Barry Sanders? Oh, that was the other one. Yeah, that was totally. Yeah. Oh, they're so dumb. People are so dumb. People are so dumb. Go ahead and tell people about it. So. A bunch of a bunch of people pretty much started telling Garth Brooks that they're that they're no longer his fans because he's wearing Bernie Sanders shirts, and he essentially was in he had a concert in Detroit, and he was wearing a Ber- a Barry Sanders Detroit Lions jersey because he was in Detroit for a concert, and people don't know who Barry Sanders is, so they're like thought he was showing support for Bernie Sanders because he was wearing a B. Sanders jersey. <laughs> oh, and and, <laughs> and it, ha- like, it happens to I'm be number done. 20 also. Yeah. Yep. Oh, oh my God. God. I'm done being your fan if you support Ber- Bernie Sanders. You've lost a fan. I will never listen to your music anymore. Oh, my God. First of all, shout-outs to you with the Garth Brook references. That that makes me uh, makes me happy. Um yeah, uh, additional coincidence between those two, Barry Sanders and Garth Brooks, also both uh, Oklahoma State alumni. Go Cowboys. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you for, uh, again, awesome show, Elijah. Uh, and this is to all my friends in low places. That's another Garth Brooks reference. Holler. <laughs> if you hear me, 